Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Told y'all before it was supposed to the bow. Nothing but the repeat with Wentz back on the throne. All we do is set trends, so you know what we on. Yep, I'm back with the remixes, fourth and jaw. All birds, all Philly, midnight green. Things changing for the better since we got that ring. Put the league on notice, we're not done. 2019, we adding another one. Yeah, you heard me right on every Tuesday night. Eight to ten birds of a feather got that flight. Nothing but the hot takes. Back with the big facts for the Fans by the fans, exactly where we at. Pull up to the tailgate, stop by F1. Baptized by the Pope, been bass for everyone. Flying in from the West Coast, even overseas. Get blessed by Ginger Jesus, we disciples of the tree. Wait, C-H-M-P. S, don't stress, we on the same conquest. Dominate the division, destroy the NFC. Conquer the AFC, grab that Vince Lombardi. Went to AJ, climb it up the gut. Be grand with the strip sack, this sound familiar, huh? Galore on the slot, Sproles with the return, Mills with the pig six, okay, wait, it gets worse, J-Train on the run, J-E hitting from 60, Fletcher seeing that D-line, that's what you don't want to see, Herbs catching tubs, foes on another level, the Super Bowl ain't the only time you see that Philly special, we live from Broad Street, brotherly loves the heartbeat, hungry dogs run faster and we don't eat cheap, no one likes us and we don't care, cause we from Philly and we ain't never scared, look up. But I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? What's up? And John, episode 63. That's right, Brian Dawkins. Let's talk about those Eagles fans because I don't know why it surprises me. I don't know why it shocks me anymore because every time the Philadelphia Eagles fan base has an opportunity to take over a city, to take over a stadium, flood anywhere with a sea of Eagles green, chant their lungs out completely take over and let them know the champs are in town you absolutely do it now i'll say this to the rest of the nfl fans that were out there in canton whether it was to see your player inducted into the pro football hall of fame or just to soak in the history that the hall of fame had to offer i know we were a little loud (laughs) i know there was a lot of us there or donkey i know that We were a little obnoxious, intoxicated at times, and I know by the time Brian Dawkins got done wrapping up his speech that you were thankful that finally the Eagles fans were going to leave Canton, Ohio. 
So on behalf of the entire Eagles fan base, allow me to say I apologize for absolutely nothing. Hallelujah! Nothing. You think it's annoying here in E-A-G-L-E-S until your ears bleed? Try living your entire life being asked how many rings you got, how many Super Bowls you got, how many Lombardis you got. You think Eagles fans are obnoxious? Listen, we're going to go to Canton and we're going to act a fool. We're going to walk around the stadium with the, with the Super Bowl score on it. We're going to boo Jerry Jones when he goes on the Jumbotron. You know why? Because we're Eagles fans, and we are the best fans in the NFL. So congratulations, Eagles fans. You turned up and represented, and I don't care what anybody else says about you. Packers fans, listen, it's not my fault you underrepresented. Jerry Kramer was going in the NFL Hall of Fame. Finally, the biggest travesty of the Pro Football Hall of Fame was not the fact that Terrell Owens didn't get in on his first try. It's the fact that Vince Lombardi's guard, the cornerstone of that power sweep, was he should have been in the Hall of Fame 20 years ago. It's not my fault you guys underrepresented Chicago Bears fans. You guys are the monsters of the midway. You guys put the middle linebacker position on the map whether it be Dick Buckus, whether it be Mike Singletary, and now Brian Erlacher. It's not our fault that Eagles fans completely drowned you out. Vikings fans, listen, I know at this point I'm supposed to rag on you and make fun of you and tee-hee all that, but I'll give you a pass. I know why you didn't show up, because when you saw that Randy Moss was going to go in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You said, oh, Betsy, don't you know? Randy Moss is going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Oh, is that right, Barbara? Oh, you betcha. Well, we better go down to Canton and see Randy Moss put on his gold jacket. Oh, I don't know, Betsy, but all those Eagles fans are going to be there because Brian Dawkins is getting inducted. <laughs> what happened the last time Vikings fans went into a sea of green? Oh, you betcha. I read all about it on Facebook. I don't blame you for not showing up to Canton and representing the, the Minnesota Vikings the way you should. I don't blame you at all. In fact, keep that in mind during the regular season when you come back to Lincoln Financial Field so we don't send you home with your tail in between your legs crying. Ravens fans. Ravens fans. I see you. You did good. You were out there. You represented. But if you think that Eagles fans, this is just the start. You can't have a fan base that was told how many rings you got, how many Lombardis you got, how many Super Bowls you got, and then in, in the same breath get sick of hearing them and tell them, listen, buddy, why don't you turn it down a notch? Why don't you, why don't you level it down? You're being a little obnoxious. No! And for the rest of the NFL fans, I'll tell you what. If you think we're going to stop pounding our chests about this Super Bowl in Canton, at Lincoln Financial Field, or no matter what stadium the Eagles fans take over, boy, you got another thing coming. Mr. Gail Saunders, Eagle Sessions on Twitter. How are you this evening? I'm pretty good, man. I mean, you fans out there, you're going to learn. You're going to learn you're today. Gonna learn. <laughs> I mean, we had a great, great last, last couple of days, man. It's been tremendous as an Eagle fan, as someone who uh, loves Brian Dawkins, uh, who always wanted to go to the Hall of Fame, but it was just too far for my dad to drive. <laughs> but Brian Dawkins gave us every bit of a reason to be there, and it was a life-changing experience for me. I'm glad to have shared that um, trip with, you know, yes, my sir. brothers. Uh, we yes, had sir. a 
great time farting in the car on the way up there. <laughs> uh, you know, smelling like success. Uh, oh, donkey. But, I mean, uh, real talk, I mean, like, sometimes things are meant to be. You're in the right place, the right time. Uh, we're out there celebrating Brian Dawkins. And the fact that we were able to meet uh, Brian Dawkins' wife. Yes. And the way it happened was so organically that the powers of B were looking over the 4th and Joint crew and made that happen. I mean... Yes, sir. Go ahead and tell the story, man. People want to hear So, it. I mean, we were filming, we were filming people... You know, outside Canton, uh, you know, filming Eagle fans, and we we had that that moment we had stopped, and we kind of it's hot, it was hot as balls out there. Uh, it, we we smelled like the van smelled all a the sweaty way. mess, right, right, <laughs> smelling like success. And some some guy he was the, in charge of the Dawkins line, and autographs of autographs, and mind you, these people were paying like hundred fifty dollars an autograph. I mean, there was like hundreds and hundreds of people there. He's like, why don't you take video of us? And we're like, uh, okay. So yeah, so content. so he's like, all right, breaks out the camera and starts. We start riling up these Eagle fans, and I'm following behind with the the dog sign, which sits behind us right here, and we're just like chanting up a storm, go dog, and you know firing everybody up, and then this woman, like an angel, like stops me, and she she's like, hey, where'd you get that sign? And she, I'm like, oh oh, we 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 had it made. That's that's beautiful. That that is beautiful. He said, can you get me one? And then we're just like, I look at E, and then E's like, Connie? Whoa, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I looked at her, I went, oh, my God, Connie? And, I, and then, I'm, then I go, I was like, you know what? I said, um, we, we have an uh, Eagles podcast, and it's, it's funny. You were the topic of our conversation just a couple days ago, and we just are honored to meet you. And, you know, E's like, you know, we're you know, telling us the stories of, being good-hearted men to our women and what Brian Dawkins meant to us. Yeah, I, w- I was trying to get it out, and I, I'm never a person with a lack of words. I'm never left speechless. But when I saw her, I, I, I struggled to get it out because, Gail, you've been with your girl for a long time. I've been with my girl yeah. for a long time, and we've had conversations off the air, often as friends do, right, about the role our girls play in our lives. When we're down, they pick us up. They're the cornerstone. So hearing all those articles about Connie Dawkins and how he was a rock for not only that family, but really getting Brian Dawkins to that Hall of Fame point, I was trying to express to her how that hit home to us. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was like, I'm, I'm, we're just all looking at each other like, really? This is really happening? And she's like, well, how much did that sign cost you to make? And like about, what, 70 bucks 70 or something? Yeah. She's like, I'll make you guys a deal. How about you give me a sign? And I'll and, and, and I'll trade you. I'll have Brian sign it. So next thing you know, his son comes out who looks he's like a spitting image of him. Oh my god! He, he goes to Clemson. He's in junior year. He's got his other daughter there. Uh, he's got the twins there uh, behind him. Uh, and then she's like, "Baby, bring this to you. Bring this to your father. Have him <laughs> sign it. You guys just wait here with us." So we're chilling with the Dawkins family. Yes. For a good like forty minutes, just like. Hanging out, kicking it like one of the family. Uh, yeah, I had to pinch myself, and then after we, we were just, just standing there, like you know, sometimes things are meant to be, and that was, that 30, was uh, forty minutes later. He comes back. She comes back with the sign, and there it is, right, right behind us. I think this is going to stay in the studio forever. 
It is signed to Fourth and John. God bless. Fly Eagles fly. The Wolverine. And listen, it, 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 it's kind of. Uh, I realize we're grown ass men, kind of, <laughs> kind of, you know, getting a chubby about a, you know, a Brian Dawkins hey. autograph, a player's autograph. But, but this felt like not just a, not just a signature, not just a, it, it felt ah. like a gift to the family from from the family. Like this was a gift from the Dawkins family to us for coming out and celebrating Brian Dawkins with him. It was a, it was an unbelievable experience. I mean, and, and just watching Brian Dawkins, that was a legendary. Speech. Uh, I haven't seen many like it. Um, I think, like Brian Dawkins himself, he is a, you know, he's 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 different than a lot of players. I mean, he has that kind of presence. He had that whole stadium eating out of his hand. He had every person in there shedding tears, and he he just made an incredible moment. And I think Eagle fans will never forget that. I I think that we all kind of knew what Jamie, Jerry Kramer was going to go up and say. And how he was going to deliver mm-hmm. a speech. Same thing with Brian Urlacher. Kind of the same thing with Randy Moss. And while we didn't stick around for Ray Lewis, and I still have yet to see his Hall no. of Fame speech, I heard it was a little long-winded, a little self-congratulatory, and, you know, we don't need it. Why are we sticking around? I don't think the rest of the NFL fans had any idea what Brian Dawkins was going to bring, the way he crawled out of that crawled out of that tunnel, or at least like he used to oh, crawl out of that gosh. tunnel, right? And then deliver the type of speech that he had. I don't think the other NFL fans knew what's coming, but we knew, just like he did on the field, that he was going to pour his entire heart and soul into what he was saying. Justin? I was just going to say that you really didn't miss anything with Ray Lewis's speech. They, they broke rules, gave him a lavalier mic so he didn't have to stand at the podium, and he paced back and forth on the stage the whole time. Yeah. Okay. So he decided to do it completely different. Yeah. Yeah. He 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 had special permission <coughs> from the Hall of Fame that he didn't have to use the mic at the podium. Is that because Doc broke it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, with his baritones. That's because no one wants to say no to Ray Lewis. Else, I bet you killed it, didn't you? <laughs> but it was an unbelievable trip. <laughs> I just don't understand like the Saint Ray love that he gets. Yeah, you know, he, he's he's the he's the best middle linebacker of that era. You know what I mean. Yeah. And as much as you know, other fans want to dog him for um, you know stuff that he may or may not have done <laughs> off the field, uh, he he still like defined that team. He was our Brian Dawkins. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. like I don't understand. Ray Lewis was at least from looking at it on TV, it looked like he was the most celebrated Hall of Famer there judging from what you could see on TV. But for everything that he's done, T.O.'s the bad guy? Yeah. No, it's an I, interesting I, point, I, honestly. That, that, that is an interesting point. Did you? Uh, did anybody see any of Terrell no. Owens' Hall of Fame, quasi-Hall of Fame? No, nobody gave a shit. Nobody gave a shit. I was like, you know what? You didn't, you didn't, want, you didn't want to give me your time. I'm not going to give you my time. Mm-hmm. And it, I drove – we drove all that way just to – after being there in like – after hearing Brian Dawkins speak, and I realized that that's the only person that I really wanted to hear. And yeah. I, didn't, I didn't really care about... That was the entire trip. I, yeah, I didn't really care about anybody else. And that was funny, because I was like, I want to hear that straight cash homie from, from Randy. Randy. But then I was like, eh, eh. I don't really care. No, I, <laughs> and I don't really care about T.O., because he doesn't really care about being here. So uh, if he's at Buffalo Wild Wings doing his speech, I don't give a damn. No, and it, 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 it was kind of childish. And just to clarify a point, speaking of straight cash homie and Randy Moss speaking, 
Eagles fans did catch a little bit of a flack because I guess we were so <laughs> loud that over the TV, you could hear E-A-G-L-E-S chants either during Brian Urlacher's uh, video intro or Randy Moss's speech. Very, just, just, just understand this. Very vividly, it came very, across the very, TV. Very vividly. Okay, just understand this. We weren't out there disrespecting Randy Moss. We weren't standing nah. in front. That was all the Eagles fans exiting the building and just being that loud. Again, it's not our fault that we showed up. It's not our fault that we came out and by the thousands to support our to support our guy. You guys should have represented maybe a little bit harder, made a little bit more noise, and you wouldn't have been drowned out by the Eagles fans. I mean, sorry, not sorry. Eagle fans were funneling out of there like nobody's business. As soon as Doc was done, they were like, "I'm out, deuces." And I guarantee, and while we while we did exit and watching everybody else exit as well. I guarantee the reason why it looked like he was the most celebrated Hall of Famer as all you know th- that was there was because all that was left was probably yeah. a quarter of the stadium, which way they probably let down from the stands just to fill out the seats in front of them. Yeah, of Ravens fans, there was a lot of Ravens fans there. Again, I'll give you guys credit: a lot of Ravens fans, Green Bay Packers fans, Chicago Bears fans, Minnesota Vikings fans. Step your game up, step your Hall of Fame game up, because the Eagles were out there representing. Unbelievable trip. We had a full day uh, tour of the Hall of Fame. Uh, prior to that, just to soak in that history, you know, seeing the ball and the jersey and Doug Peterson's visor and all that from the Philly special, that was just goosebump city right there. Yeah. They even wrote on the laces on the ball, like, Philly special. And you know they, they, they saved it. That was that was cool. And then to see the Chuck Bednarik jersey hanging up and the mm-hmm. Reggie White yeah. and everything like that. And then Dawkins' locker with all the stuff that he used to have in his locker. I toured the Novacare Complex quite a bit. When he was playing there, and all those figurines and everything that you saw there, that 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 was legit. Like his locker used to be like a Wolverine shrine, so it was good to kind of see that recreated in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, hopefully, that lasts a while, and they you know they take good care of him over there. Yeah, yeah, and they also had a little Super Bowl exhibit where most of it was the uh, Eagles Super Bowl. Uh, they did catch E trying to uh, record such. Bootleg copy. Security came out. They're like, listen, little punk. (laughs) You can't record here, buddy. (laughs) No, I I hope that uh, for all the 4th and John listeners and the Twitter followers and the Facebook Live people, shout out to you. Mike's working the Facebook Live feed over there. Um, You know, hopefully you guys, uh, you know, got some good content, felt like you were there with us because we were, whether it be doing the Philly special in front of a, a, you know, a dozen Vikings fans on the field. Uh, you know, in front of the DJ, the Dallas Cowboys DJ, doing the Philly special there, or talking to the fans, or interviewing the fans on what Brian Dawkins meant to them, or going through the Hall of Fame, kind of showing the people at home exactly what was there for them. Um, I, I, ho- I hope we brought you a little closer to that experience. And, and someone who filmed us doing the F- Philly special was uh, uh, a fan of the show, Chris Seeley. Yes, sir. Who lives in Canton. Um, and, he, and was our tour guide. He was basically our tour guide. Gave us all the little info about, you know, the backstories of He actually knew people on the campus. Uh, but he was a, a great sport. And, you know, it was cool just to meet. There's fourth and drawn fans out there. Tons of Eagle fans all over the country. Repping, like, ridiculously hard. That aren't even, that aren't even in Philadelphia. So, shout out to Chris. And working the soundboard tonight. Uh, cleanly shaven. 
It's like Disney World for football fans. Yes, like sir. you, you go there and like we're like a kid in a candy shop. You're just looking around at all all the cool uh, pieces of NFL history. And uh, to cap it all off, the Eagles fans, as we've been saying on the show, they try like it's unbelievable. Every time there's an away game, there's any sort of Eagles event anywhere in the country, Eagles fans are going to show up and they're going to be loud. And, like, Ravens fans were definitely number two as far as fan population that was showing up. But the Eagles fans, I really think, just that they still dwarf the Ravens fans. Like, we, you would look down, when we watch the speeches of the players, you would look down and entire sections would be taken up by Eagles Green. And the nonstop Eagles chants, oh, my God. I, I could not imagine. I feel like all of the workers at, uh, at Canton yeah. are just looking at the <laughs> Eagles roster and they're going, Jesus Christ, when is the next time we're going to have yeah. to deal? Uh, six uh, six to Jason, ten years, when, when's Jason going when's Jason in? Jason going in? Yeah, so uh, they, were, they were happy to get rid of us, but um, we can't wait to go back. And uh, it, it, was a, it was a hell of a trip um, from start to finish. Every day just got better, and uh, it, was, it was a good time with the boys. One of the most underrated experiences, and I'm not sure that I, I, I shared it on Twitter or anything, but it always made me smile is, when you would hear somebody bust out an Eagles chant, right? And then you mm-hmm. would hear somebody else bust out an Eagles chant. And then you would hear somebody else bust out an Eagles chant. I can't tell you how many times I passed by a Ravens fan or a Bears fans, and they went, all right! We were pretty much in- get it. inside. E-A-G, all right, give it a rest. Before the actual... God, you're so <laughs> annoying. <laughs> Shut up already! No, we're not shutting up. No, this is just a taste of what's to come and, during and, the season. And man. like and like you said, we we have been hearing our entire lives how how many rings you got. You know, you you got an empty trophy case. Dude, we win one, and everybody's complaining six months later that we're too yeah. loud, we're too obnoxious, we hang on to it too much. Like, you kidding me? Let us bask in this. I'm going to bask in another six months, and I'm going to bask in another 12 months after that when we repeat. It's crazy how they're trying to put a time limit on the time that we can yeah. experience yeah. the Super Bowl victory. Well, me- meanwhile, Cowboys fans have been celebrating the 90s yeah. Super Bowls since <laughs> 20 years. Really, dude. Yeah, yeah. Just, just keep this in mind for the, uh, the rest of the NFL fans across the league. We're not doing this to you. You did this to you. Yeah. yeah. You did this to you. It's we suffered years of torment, years of ridicule at the hands of all of you. Now you want to tell us to shut up? No, pal, it don't work that way. You know what this is? It's it's a big family, and the Eagles were the little brother that was always getting beat up by the big brothers, and all of a sudden, we discovered the weight room. We, <laughs> we could just work them however we want, and now, now they're squealing. Now they're squealing. You know, it, it's, it's kind of, and I said this in the van, it's kind of rep- re- reminiscent of when Dave Chappelle, right, oh. played Rick James, oh. and he's crawling Greatest out of, of all uh, time. Eddie Murphy's house. <laughs> they should have never gave you money. <laughs> they should have never gave us a Super Bowl because we don't know how to act, nah. and we're going to keep acting like that. Working Facebook Live tonight, our boy Philly Mike. Philly, how you doing? Doing good, doing good, fellas. It was uh. Like we've been saying, it's been one hell of a trip. One hell of a trip. I can't wait to go back. Pretty much one Jason Peters, I guess we would say. I'm definitely going to stop back to Ken. I, I'm just glad to have... 
I, it was just a dream of mine, just seeing Dawkins when he retires and then going to the Hall of Fame. Uh, it was just always a goal of mine to go witness his speech in person. And he didn't disappoint, man. It was just uh, real tears coming down my eyes. My voice is still shot. I'm trying to get that back because I kept cheering nonstop, yelling E-A-G-L-E-S the whole freaking trip. It's just uh, one hell of a trip. I would just highly recommend whoever's a football fan to make their way to Canton, Ohio, just to witness the museum. And probably your favorite player witness the speech because I'll tell you what, it's worth it. It's worth it. And if you're, if you're an Eagles fan looking to visit Canton, go when an Eagles get inducted because you yeah, will not you, be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's you the will. only way to do it. Yeah. You got to do it. Yeah. I mean, it, it was like a, it was like a, a, a spiritual journey. It, it, was, it was. Philadelphia quite literally took over the Canton area. The, when we went to Jersey's, the bar uh, that we were tailgating before the enshrinement, I realized that that was a party thrown by Green Legion. It was all Eagles fans. Yeah, shout but out was, to Green Legion. Green Legion way. did a great job. Um, but there was, what, hundreds, hundreds, if not a thousand people at that bar that just took it over, and, oh, my God, it, it was just unbelievable. Talking to the police officers that were working security there, right, they said that they've seen other fans. That they, they've never seen anything like this. Mm-hmm. They kept shaking their heads going, <laughs> we have never, ever, ever seen anything like this. Yeah, and it's just, it's, it's just a, li- a little town, Canton, and then all of a sudden they just have – their population must have, what, quadrupled during that weekend. And after the Hall of Fame trip, the Road Warriors once again piled in the stink van mm-hmm. and traveled all the way back to Philadelphia to catch open practice. Mm-hmm. Sweating our asses off, but as I sat there <laughs> in the front row of Lincoln Financial Field, it dawned on me that this is the first time that we've been home since the NFC Championship game. And I think it dawned on a lot of people because I've been visiting training camp for the last 20-plus years. I've never seen 40,000 people show up to an open practice, which, by the way, is a glorified walkthrough. Let's just agree on yeah. that. It's a good, you're, you're not going to be able to sit there and there. tweet and break down the position battles based off of an open practice. It's a glorified walkthrough. Mm-hmm. But Eagles fans were just living it up. I've never seen... A 15-minute straight dueling Eagles chant, the Foles clap, the no the one likes us. at the did, practice. The wave. They were just having the absolute time of our, their lives to the point where Dave Spadaro got on the microphone, cued the PA speakers inside the stadium and said, that was awesome. All the beat writers are filming everything. The players were even turning around and doing the Foles chant a couple times with us. They were loving every minute of that. But we'll dip into the practices and some more training camp notes as we go along. But let's go ahead and uh, take some phone calls, Justin. We're going to go first to uh, Ralph. Ralph, you are on with 4th and John. How are you doing today, buddy? Yo, what's up, guys? How you guys doing? We're doing great, my friend. How are you? Not bad. I'm just uh, recovering from a great weekend out in Canton, Ohio with uh, you guys. Had a time in my life. Can't wait to do it again, possibly sometime in the season. But yeah. – uh, I just wanted to touch up on uh, what you were talking about earlier, uh, how uh, Ray Lewis seemed like the more glorified Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Um, the hotel I was staying at, uh, I guess I was there was purple everywhere. I guess I don't know. That was the, the Ravens Hotel. You're staying at the wrong hotel, and, but that's uh, okay. That's mm-hmm. all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was talking to like one of the guys there. I was like, "Why? Like, like is this like a like a special group or something?" He goes. Now, uh, we work for an electric company in Baltimore that Ray Lewis owns, 
and uh, he pretty much paid for uh, you know all of us to come down here. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So, so, so wait a minute. If, I, if I'm hearing you straight, Ray Lewis pulled like a CNN or Fox News fake actors, fake crisis actor thing, where he paid people to come yeah. out to the Hall of Fame. Ray Ray you actors. See, he also Twitter followers. Wait, wait, wait. What, what's this, Justin? Did you hear about Ray Lewis's little Twitter, uh, Twitter embarrassment like a week or two ago? No, no but do so, tell. Hang on, Ralph. Hang on. So wait, Twitter tell. is purging all of their bot accounts. Uh, God. Off their servers. Oh, the Ray purge. Lewis lost close to four hundred thousand followers from his account. What? Wow, four hundred thousand. I'll get you the exact amount in a minute, but it was it was several hundreds of thousands. It cut his follower account by almost half. Ray Ray. Half your followers yeah, got the- murdered, dog. <laughs> oh shit, Ralph. What did, what, what did, before we let you go? I mean, touch on what did you think about that Hall of Fame speech? Because I know you were down there on the floor. What, what what did you think about it? How did it touch your emotions? Well, I mean, I I couldn't stop shedding tears. I mean, this is the only reason why I became an Eagles fan was because of Brian Dawkins back in 2002. So, watching the childhood idol, you know, I watched play for the Eagles and. Watch him deliver that speech. I, I couldn't stop bowling like a kid. It was amazing. Awesome, awesome. And, and, and just like Brian Dawkins said in his speech that this ended his football life, kind of. This ended his, his football journey. It was important for all of us to be there, all of us who could be there, to, to, to see it end along with him. Uh, it, his followers went from 712,000 to 364,000. More than half. Wow, Who's this? That's a big cho- Ray Lewis, man. Wow. Or when they watch the him. bots. He's paying for people to come out to Canton? Oh, my God. According to Justin, our producer? And paying people off to cover up for his murder. Oh, <laughs> you knew it was only a matter of Just time. Just kidding. Just kidding. It was only. Let's take another phone call. Let's go to whatever the auto screen is. Seven from her. We're working on these auto screeners. What's going on? How are you, my friend? I'm great, man. Uh, I just got to tell you something. I just got to go on a little mini rant here, if you don't mind. Okay. Take it from the top, bro. Yeah, go. You know, for years, you touched on this at the beginning of the show. For years, we were told, how many rings do you have? How many of this? How many of that? Talk to us when you have a ring. You know what? It bothered me to my core for years and years and years. But you know what? Guys like Brian Dawkins helped feel that hole in my heart for years and to see us finally finally get over that hump and beat the new england freaking patriots in minneapolis while brian dawkins is on our staff to get that ring with us yes it sealed up any holes in my heart that i had with my fandom and just seeing it all come full circle over this past weekend and seeing him almost break down and i'm breaking down in my house it all just came full full circle. I, I couldn't be happier at this point in my sports life. Absolutely. We we appreciate you checking in and, and, and it's it's a weird feeling, man. It's a weird feeling. Cause last week you said something that kind of stuck on with me that we're doing the backstroke in Eagles football right now. Yeah. This might be the best of times as yeah. an Eagles fan. It's I mean, we got nothing to bitch about. We're, we're at the top of the football plateau, and it's someplace that we never knew existed. We just won the Super Bowl. Yeah. We're getting Carson Wentz back. Brian Dawkins, the most beloved eagle of this generation, goes into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. 
and the season's about to start. It only gets better. I mean, we've had an incredible run, but you think about it, it goes back to the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. When you saw those Eagle fans just come out and support like no other, then they start winning some games, and you see Eagle fans support like no other. Go- and, like, the thing is that we ex- – you know, it's not like we heard about it. We actually experienced, like, going to Washington, seeing them take over the stadium there. Yes. Going to, out to LA, going to San Diego, taking out this, taking over there. The Rams, the Giants stadium, making offensive linemen go off sides in their own place. You can go on and on, like, but it's it's carried on. And it's like a snowball that keeps on getting bigger and bigger. And bigger. And I, I've said this before on this show, and I apologize for repeating myself, but it bears repeating. Like when it was just me, season ticket holder, staying inside of Lincoln Financial Field, you heard all those things about the passion of the Eagles fans and how crazy they were. And you just took it with a grain of salt because you thought it was like, all right, it's a little self-congratulatory. But uh, all stadiums are like this in reality. All, sta- all fan bases are like this. But as 4th and John came to be, and as I partnered up with my road warrior here, Gail Saunders, and we started traveling, nuh uh. It's not like that. And Eagles fans do take over stadiums, the likes of which I've never seen Lincoln Financial Field taken over like Eagles fans take over other stadiums. It just no, doesn't happen. No. You are a special breed, Eagles fans. Like, that's no bullshit. Mm-hmm. Believe the hype, you're in it. You love it. It's all because of you. Yeah. I've, I've never once seen – I've heard on uh, through the TV broadcast multiple times on away games the Eagles chant break out in an opponent's stadium. I've never once, one time in my life, heard anything from an opposing team break out in Lincoln Financial Field. The closest thing I've ever seen is when Pittsburgh comes to town. And, and don't let the terrible towels fool you. That's an optical illusion. Yeah. They, they look, it was an optical illusion just like at Canton it was an optical illusion because you had both the Ravens fans and whatever Vikings fans showed up wearing purple. So the Ravens fans looked a little bigger than they actually were. Some of those were a lot of – I won't say a lot of them, but a good portion of those were Vikings fans mixed in. Justin? Uh, uh, one fan base that always stands out to me when they come to town is the 49ers. Town. I thought you were going to say Oakland. No, they're, yeah, they're, they just, out, the they're just outrageous. Yeah. But the 49ers, like I went to the, the 49ers game this past year, and it felt like there was a ton of 49ers fans at the game. Granted, they're all wearing, you know, Jerry Rice, Joe Montana sure, jerseys. Sure. But it, I saw a ton of red in the stadium when the Niners came to town. Nothing like a takeover. Yeah. But when you're used to seeing green and white in the stands, red really sticks out to you. And while I was touring the Pro Football Hall of Fame and enjoying the Chuck Bednarik jersey from the 60s, enjoying the certificate from the NFL that that, that basically granted the Philadelphia football team or football or whatever it said. It didn't even say Eagles at the time. It just said, here, Philadelphia, you abide by the NFL rules. You get yourself a franchise. That was our birth certificate. While I was enjoying all that, I have to admit, I stopped and stared at the Jerry Rice stuff. It was a listen. He was my favorite, one of my favorite non-Eagles growing up. The Jerry Rice ball when he when he broke all those I, I forget what record it was. Yep. Game worn jerseys. I mean the fact that he has so many records and so much stuff in there. Yep, there it is, Trucks. Um, absolutely amazing. I mean, I had that moment in the when I saw the Gale Sayers stuff. Yeah, I was like, that, big deal for you. That was my guy, and who I was named after, mm-hmm. and just to see it in in, uh, in person, had a little moment. I had a little moment. Little moment. That's okay. I'm still that's why, that's a what moment. the Pro Football Hall of Fame is all about, you know. having those having those moments. I uh, I, I just want to get back to the actual Dawkins speech real quickly just because yes. I, I want to touch on the fact that I got the feeling that 
like obviously we knew that Brian was going to have a really emotional speech. We expected that going into it. But I really got the feeling that like he knew that this was going to be his last time in the limelight in front of the Eagles fans and he just gave it like every last ounce of everything that he had. To, I'm sure you guys have seen the video afterwards of him just breaking down oh, yeah. and, uh, behind the stage after after he spoke. But like between the the crawling out on the stage, between the hallelujah, like he wanted to touch on all the golden moments in his career and it was like his last bang to the Eagles fans. And another part that I thought was really cool was something that he didn't mention was the fact that he didn't bring the Broncos up one time. I was going to say that. I was going to say that. We were all just about to say it. Brian Dawkins not once mentioned the Denver Broncos. He lives in Colorado. Afterthought. Not once. And then, and then uh, DenverBroncos.com have to like pull him aside afterwards and say, hey, how was the speech? Hey, Anything you want to say to the Broncos fans? And you can see Brian Dawkins. The like, who? Oh, oh <laughs> shit. I didn't say anything like, about the Broncos. He's like, my CTE is acting up. Uh, I forgot about the Broncos. Yeah, but it's, it, uh, you know what? No Broncos. No yep. Broncos. He's an Eagle. Throw He's an Eagle. And that's, he bleeds green. And if it was up to the Eagles fans, he would have only been an Eagle his entire career. That's right. All right, let's Definitely. go back to the phones. Trevor, make it quick, buddy. Where the call board's lighting up. But Trevor from Columbus, you were on with 4th and John. How you doing? Trevor, not from Columbus anymore. It's fucking Trevor these days. So, oh. all right. Okay. With Corey Graham resigning, with Corey Graham resigning, should we be worried at all about the secondary, or should we be trying to move someone soon? Well, I'll that, hang up and listen. All right. Well, well, well okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I think the that signing was just a matter of time. I think they wanted to take a look at some other guys that might be able to fill that role, including Trey Sullivan. Uh, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that they kept tabs on on Graham the entire time. Next, Brian Dawkins. Slow. That was a joke. Bro. You're that was wrong. A joke. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I really thought it was only a matter of time. Yeah, I mean, it, I, he was on speed dial. You think about those younger guys and the reps that are so important. I think th- those guys getting those reps in the beginning of camp and OTAs was super important. And uh, being being a, a veteran like him, he doesn't need to, he doesn't need to be in camp. Mm-hmm. So. And you know who else they might have on speed dial? Donnie Durag. Yeah. Because uh, Cameron Johnson, apparently not so good. Yeah. Shows flashes, can boom a couple, but as far as accuracy and pinning people back and putting the ball where he wants to, uh, according to our good friend Jimmy Kemsky. Yeah. Uh, Little not, nugget. Yeah. They, they, they have contacted, and I'm not quoting, uh, well, I am not quoting Jimmy on that, <laughs> but, I know, but I know from other sources that they've at least dialed the phone up and uh, called up Donnie Durag. Uh, hey, Donnie, what are you doing? Chilling by the pool. I mean, the funny thing is, we're, we're sitting there at camp, and of all the things to talk about, we're sitting here talking about a punter. I mean, we're, that might be the biggest question mark yeah, on the team right like, now. Yeah, we were just like, yeah, so what about this punter? <laughs> you know, what's going on there? You know, it's, it's life of a champion. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I was just like, wow, we're talking about punters, right. but... It, it it brings me back to like uh, Marquise King. Like I'm I'm kind of I know he had a big price tag on him, but I'm kind of listen. A, a, a good punter is something you take for granted until you don't have one, mm-hmm. and then you're you know giving the the opposing offense better field position. Mm-hmm. True. You're fighting an uphill battle. True. A guy like Donnie Longball who's not able to pin them inside the t- yeah consistency. That's what you want to see. You know, every time he goes out there, like when when did you ever see? 
Donnie long ball, shank like, one, shank like, one, can't think of or pull a pull a Lendetta and miss one. I mean, or you know, I'm a, sure it happened, but like it was a very very I don't consistent punter. Yeah, I mean, there's not many white punters that can pull off a do rag like, yeah. not lying, Donnie. That, that, that's, that's, baller. That, that's important. No, it is. These are important <laughs> things here. That's going to be an interesting thing to watch as training camp unfolds. The unofficial depth chart came out this, uh, actually today, I believe. And my fuse is lit! <laughs> well, we we got to get to that guy, too. Uh, so we're going to get to that, but I want to uh, clean up the phone board right here. So Rob is next on the phone board. You are on with Fourth and John. How are you doing tonight, my friend? Yo, what's up, everybody? What's up, Rob? What's going on, man? Oh. What's happening? <laughs> What's up? Um, right right now, um, I'm looking. Pukey, where'd you go? He wasn't ready. I got sprint. Rob, you there? <laughs> you there? Thanks for checking in, Pukey. All right, we're, we're going to move on to the next phone call. Mike. Mike is on with 4th and John. How you doing, buddy? All right, what's up, fellas, man? What's going on, man? Hey, I'm a big fan, huge fan of the show, man. I really do love it, man. Appreciate I'm, it, man. I'm originally from Philadelphia, moved up here when I was 22. Uh, got a family up here now, huge we, we, Eagles fans. I'm rubbing it in these guys' faces every day, man. Or donkey. We, we, we appreciate the support, as always. Where, where are you from? You moved up where? Yeah, I live in I live in Rhode Island now. I live in Providence. I'm uh -oh. about probably uh -oh. 30 minutes away from Gillette. Gail's not but I came to yeah. school up here after a few years, but uh, uh, did college up here. But yeah, I've been up here for a while. My whole family's still at home, man. My mom's in West Philly. My family's still there. I came down for the Super Bowl. I stayed till after the parade. Yes, sir. You know, I'm going to the preseason game. We got the preseason game up here next week, man. So I'm gonna come up there, rub it in one last time, man. So, yeah, then, you, you know, you've been, you've been, you've uh, been to move on. You've been letting all those Patriots fans hear it, haven't you? Oh, uh, they they can't fucking stand it. <laughs> you know what it is, what it is, man. <laughs> it is what it is. They so, got to deal with it, you know. So you know, my oldest son, he came down with me. He's from he's from Chester, but we moved up here a long time ago. I guess he was three years old when we moved up here. He's a huge Eagles fan. He came down with me, man. It was nothing like being out there after the game. I watched the game down South Philly at my buddy's house off of 17th, 17th from Washington. We walked up to Broad Street. We might have stayed out there to like 5 in the morning, man. It was unbelievable, unbelievable. Awesome, man. So what what did you think about that Brian Dawkins Hall of Fame speech, man? How did it touch you? He, he, he's, the, he, he's my favorite Eagle ever. I mean, you know, I know I speak for a lot of people and, at the end of his speech where he just put the part and he said, now let's get to these Eagle fans. Let's like, talk about I, these I Eagles fans. That the hairs on my arms stood up, man. I was so fired up, man. Just happy to see him get in, man. And, uh, you know, he's my favorite Eagle of all time. Like I said, you know, I'm, I'm 38. So I've been around for a good portion of, uh, you know, with the early eighties when I really started to fall in love with football. And, you know, I've seen a lot of great Eagles, but Beat Dog's definitely my favorite one of all time. Mm -hmm. Dude, awesome. And as always, we appreciate the support. Thanks for checking in, and thanks for listening uh, to 4th and John. We always appreciate the fans. But there was a lot of 4th and John fans out there in camp. Yeah. Man, that was great. That, that was the craziest But Between thing. people recognizing us from the show or just wearing our T-shirts, there was a lot of 4th uh, yeah, and John support out there. there was a lot of 4th and John T-shirts, and, and it, it's always it's, – it's, let me speak on it for a second because it's always <laughs> weird because, like, we're – just a group of guys. We're a group of guys that tailgate with each other. We're a, guy, a group of guys that uh, even Chris back here hanging out with us. He was out there in Canton. 
just a group of Eagles fans, like, talking it up. So when we talk on these microphones, when we put these goofy little videos out, like the Sheets video, like, we don't know where it goes. It just kind of goes in the internets and floats away. Whoever we, would like to observe it. So it was so nice to go out there and really talk to some people. You know, I talked to a guy from Hawaii. I, I, I talked to a guy from Canada. You know, you're talking to these people across the country um, that listen to Fourth and John. So we were very humbled to be out there and mm -hmm. talk to you guys. And uh, we appreciate the support, as yeah, always. Thank you. And, and the cool thing is, like, it was kind of touching, it, funny, but touching, mm -hmm. seeing a father and a son walking the Canton campus. Both of them with fuck em tank tops. <laughs> you know, like dad, like father. They were cool as shit. And they were just like, yeah, man, we love Fourth and John. And they, they're sitting there with their fuck em shirts on. Yeah, I it, love it. It was a really cool experience. Yeah. Mike brings up an interesting point. Mike, our last caller. The Eagles are playing the Patriots up there in Foxborough. Granted, it's a preseason game. But I don't know. Something tells me, man, that would be just a gold mine of content if we took a trip up there. And just, just talk our shit <laughs> the entire time and see how long it takes us to get thrown out of that stadium. Get our ass Look at this dude. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Like, that would be I, we, fantastic. We, we, we might have to borrow Ooh. one of those 41 to 33 flags and just parade it around the parking lots and see uh, what the reaction from the Patriots fan base would be. I mean, it's funny. At the, at the ceremony, between every intermission, there's two dudes <laughs> with the flag that would just... You know, just walk across the whole set. Just come it was like they're right in between like uh, uh, areas, and they just would. They you could see them from everywhere. Mm -hmm. It was hilarious. It's fantastic. It's, it's speak, it's speaking of fans, real quickly, like uh, we we get a lot of mentions, right? And uh, you know, sometimes we just get a, a gem that just pops into the mentions, and sometimes it doesn't always hit the tone that they wanted to. But it's fucking funny. <laughs> it is fucking hysterical when it does. So Gail got recently a mention and uh, pull up his at. But uh, he sent us a little of uh, him in a car, right? Oh, yeah. A little, a little, a little hype vid of him inside of his car before the Super Bowl. We were cracking up in the van, man. Why don't you play that real quick for the people? All right, Super Bowl Sunday, game day. How do we get here? Best record in the NFL. <laughs> Home field throughout. Dominated the line of scrimmage on offense and defense. And that's where it's going to start today. O-line, come up big. Running game. Keep Foles on the field, third down. Keep Brady on the sidelines, crying like a little bitch. <laughs> Every Eagles fan in the world is hot, is ready to explode. And my fuse is lit. E -A -T -L -E -S -E -O. Let's go! <laughs> yeah, Gosh, buddy. Yeah, I mean, it's just the energy we're all feeling. Yeah, he put it into words. Yo, shout, shout out to Steve. His ad is at Ferris three one six. Doing 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 the Lord's hit, work, man. Hit the post pretty well there as well. Yeah, he did hit the post, but you got to see his face as he's like <laughs> he's in, he's in the car. You know, like he he set it up. He 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 pressed play with his finger on the side, and then looks like he, he just, just put ripped his... right into it. I, I freaking I freaking love the line. I love and my fuse is lit. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag my fuse is lit. Hashtag my fuse you can is find lit. him by the hashtag. <laughs> so hashtag my fuse is lit. So today, boys and girls, the unofficial Eagles depth chart came out. Uh, you can find it on Dave Zangaro of NBC Sports Philadelphia. Uh, his uh, Twitter feed. You can find the unofficial depth chart, and as we look on it. 
Uh, he did make some remarks. Any surprises you see here, Gail? Um, I mean, not 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 too much right now. I mean, uh, oh, the, Nathan Gary um, starting at the will right now. I'm not that. That's the you know people have been talking about that for a couple of weeks now, but it's mm -hmm. not that big of a deal. But I heard Kama Gruger Hill. Uh, those two are going at it, so uh, those could be your will linebackers right there. Interesting, interesting. Also interesting is the fact that uh, behind Nelson Aguilar, Greg Ward, Greg Ward's there. Now behind Alshon Jeffrey is Marcus Wheaton. I, I, I like that. Uh, and behind Nelson Aguilar is, is, is Greg Ward. Interesting, interesting. And Greg Ward has had a, a tremendous camp every time that um, – Doug Peterson has been asked about players who have been stepping up in camp. He's been one of the names that has frequently come up. And the funny thing is, Greg Ward is actually, you know, he's been following Nelson Aguilar around. Like he, wh whoever, you know, in, in, those news about Nelson coming in early, Greg Ward's right behind him. Yeah. Um, and he's had a tremendous camp. He's wondering if uh, Nelson's uh, girl has a friend that she's uh, <laughs> <laughs> you hooping up with your friend. Hooping up with your friend. Also, too, Michael Bennett, uh, Dave remarked, and I'm sorry, NBC Sports, uh, Dave Zangaro's with uh, Michael Bennett playing with the second team defensive line. I wouldn't read too much into the yeah. depth chart as far as the defensive line goes. Because remember, Schwartz likes to rotate these guys in and out, in and out, in and out. So it's a nonstop. When you look, when you look at your second line, is Michael Bennett, Chris Long, Haloti Nada. That, that's I mean, the backups, guys. The backups. It's the backups. <laughs> the backups. And then behind that, you got Josh Sweat, a uh, friend of the show, Elijah Qualls. Uh, and Steven <laughs> Means. I mean, this this is just deep. The defensive line is so. De when you look at this depth chart, you're like, Jesus ridiculous. Christ. But that makes you also think it's uh it's Howie season, and when it's comes time to trade some pieces, there's some pieces on the back end here that can be moved. Absolutely, and uh, surprise at all to see number eleven Carson Wentz as your uh, first string quarterback. Wow! No, wow. wait. You mean you mean wow. to tell me there's not going to be a quarterback controversy after the wow. Super Bowl MVP Nick lit Bowl up lit up the playoffs? And, and people are bringing that up about with Carson Wentz not being in eleven on elevens right now. He prob he could probably do that right now. Mm -hmm. But a couple weeks ago, a couple but like two weeks ago, someone like fell down by his legs, and they, they could be a little gun-shy about that. Mm -hmm. I think that's the best thing to do. I don't think you need to even play him in the preseason. What, you know, you need to be focused on is him playing week one. I don't, you know, I don't really care about the preseason with Carson Wentz. And, and, and there's really, you know, Carson kind of spoke on it today that it, it is a little frustrating, you know, the fact that he's not out there on 11 on 11s. Mm -hmm. But it kind of speaks, it could be one of two things, really. I mean, either they've seen enough of him to know that he's good and why risk it, and, and they're happy with the progress, or they're just managing the reps kind of like on a pitch count? I really think that judging how Doug Peterson has been addressing the situation the entire camp between uh, joking around uh, with the reporters saying, you know, oh, when's Carson going to be back? And just the comments that he's been making, I feel I get the vibe more that they privately have seen that this guy is going to be ready to go by week one, and they're just putting him on ice until then. They know he's, he's good. They know that he's going to be fine. I mean, uh, probably wouldn't kill him to get, like, a couple preseason reps, but if he doesn't and you want to just keep him on ice, don't worry about it, man. He'll be fine for the start of the season. I mean, he's been killing it in seven-on-sevens. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. been lighting them up. So, you know, I just don't – there's no reason to risk. No. You know, if I'm his doctors – We we know we know what Carson Wentz is. Every Everybody on the team knows what Carson Wentz is. So, 
Well, I, I we all have the confidence that he's going to be the Carson Wentz that we saw prior to getting injured last year, come week one, if he's playing. And I did uh, I did post a little video again. Open practices are really just a a glorified walkthrough mm-hmm. as, as far as training camp is concerned. I did post up uh, every snap that uh, Carson Wentz took on seven on sevens. And while some of the receivers had the dropsies, you know, they didn't complete every pass. It certainly wasn't on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the most amazing part of, like, training camp was how riled up the Eagles fans were. Carson, I was just about to say. Carson ahead. Wentz comes out on the field and just starts backpedaling. Like, just backpedaling. Nuts. The place went nuts. Ape shit. Yeah. The place went ape shit because they saw Carson Wentz backpedaling. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that wave, they, they did six waves. Around the, around the place. Yeah. And another thing is uh, Jim Schwartz. He, he actually, he said this. He said, uh, you know, like, normally I don't ever get distracted by what's going around me. Mm-hmm. He's like, I have never, you know, I have never seen what I saw at the link. <laughs> he said, I literally had to stop and turn around and look what was going on. He said, you know, that, he said, that right there is awesome. And he said, that is great for the younger Eagle players to actually mm-hmm. get a taste of what, these Eagle fans are and what for you to expect from this fandom. 40,000 people at a practice. Ridiculous. All of them going nuts when Carson moves backwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's how crazy Eagles yeah. fans are. That's how hungry we are. For yeah. We're going to get our first taste. We are going to get our first taste this Thursday uh, for the first preseason game. Not going to see Carson Wentz. Not going to see Nick Foles. You're going to see a lot of Sudfeld who, uh, who look good mm-hmm. in training camp, all reports and in the open practice. He was looking good. You know, needs a little polishing up, but I think the the raving about him during the offseason was certainly warranted. You can see the kids got talent. You're He's also, got good mentors. You're also going to see uh, Joe, average Joe Callahan uh, out there. Probably he's, actually, for, he's been doing well, too. He's been doing well, too. But let me throw this at you, Gail. When, you, when you're watching this preseason game, give me some people you're, you're, you're keeping an eye out for. Uh, I'm he- I've been hearing good stuff about Josh Adams. You think about that LeGarrette Blunt role. Um, you know, there's going to be a little fight with Matt Jones. Uh, who's going to be that bruiser? Um, I, I'm excited to see what he's got. Uh, again, Pumphrey, you know, he he dropped that ball in the, and, and then actually uh, came after, um, what's his name, ESP. He's saying, you know, he com- he quote tweeted uh, and he said the lights were in my eyes. So I'm like, come on, dude. <laughs> Don't respond, bro. You got to be a professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to see what he's got because those guys are going to get a, a lot of reps when you mm-hmm. think about, you know, are they going to play Ajayi? Um, I'd like to see a little bit more of Mac Hollins with uh, Alshon and probably not playing. Um, I'd like to see Sid the Kid. Mac Hollins. Uh, Sidney Jones. Uh, he'll be in that nickel spot, I think. Uh, he'll be man in that position. Um, also, uh, Devontae Bosby, mm-hmm. another guy who's been splitting um, nickel reps with uh, Sidney Jones. Third on the depth chart, though. The unofficial depth chart. Third on the depth chart. I, I really want to see uh, Dallas. Dallas. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, because just uh. everything they're talking about in training camp is almost Zach Ertz-esque mm-hmm. and the fact that he can catch anything mm-hmm. thrown his way. <sighs> Can't block worth a goddamn. Mm-hmm. But uh, listen, if, if, if you're going to uh, Jimmy Graham this thing, I'm not going to complain. Like, you ain't got to block. If uh, if you're posting up, I mean, he po- according to reports today, we weren't there. Trox was in the bushes, all right, watching watching practice. <laughs> this is Trox in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, according, he posterized uh, Jalen Mills today. Yeah, 
And you know, that was the one of the first guys that I sent you a video of a prospect to look at. Before he even got drafted, so, I remember. So yep. you know how fucking excited I am to see it come to fruition, to see what he's doing to, you know, some, some of our veterans on the team. Yep. This guy is going to be a 50-50 monster on the goal line. Who, if, if, if Goddard's up. If Goddard's in there, if Ertz is in there, and you split them out, or who who are you going to cover? It's, it, it's it's a red zone nightmare. Who, for who are you going to cover? That's this is we're on some New England Patriots shit with Gronk and uh, Hernandez. Hernandez. This yeah. is going to be it's going to be crazy. You saw how hard it was to defend Zach Ertz. Oh my god! Now put dude. Zach Ertz two point on the other side. It's crazy <laughs> with Alshon Jeffrey even with further Alshon on Jeffrey. these. Uh, Another fifty-fifty specialist. Yeah, yeah. he's gonna get those. Uh, I mean, it's there's it's gonna crazy. be mismatches all over the field. And no then matter we got Mike them. Wallace on the outside, a Nicole, burner. The, and the, then Nicole's over there getting all moist gang over this. And then we have and then we have Doug Peterson's calf muscles. I mean, really. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> yes. but, but it, remember, remember, like a couple years back when the red zone. God, we just can't score in the red zone. Mm. We can get it. We can get it down to the twenty, but once we hit the twenty, my God, we we can't punch it into the end zone. My, 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 how Man. times have changed. Mm. How times have changed. I also want to see Corey Nelson. There's, there's kind of mixed reviews out there on Corey Nelson. Um, yeah, I mean, the, a, lot of, a lot of the uh, beat writers are a little bit down on Corey Nelson. Uh, I think when you think about him, at least he's going to give you a, a player that can at least give you something in coverage. Uh, he's got to work on his run fits uh, and him being able to take on these linemen and stop the run. I think that's another level. Uh, but once again... Thirty percent of the snaps will be be played from that position, so it's. I mean, it's nothing really to worry about. I think uh, these younger guys are stepping up, though. Absolutely, stepping up, though. Mike, you ready for the uh, Facebook Live questions, my friend? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's bring in the questions. We're a little short staffed today, Missy Lacey. So uh, we're gonna have Mike read off the questions from. Facebook Live this time. Shout Hello, out to motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's a good question from Trevor. He said, what's your Mount Rushmore of the worst Eagles free agent signings? This year? Worst free agents? In general. This in was general. Another, another question posted to Twitter. Was Nam it? the Asamoah. Uh, LeVon Kirkland. <laughs> yeah, but he, he was midway through I, the season. I know, season, just, I'm just mad at him for uh, miss, you know, missing that play, you know. Namdi Asamoa is definitely up there with them. Justin, you got one? No? Maxwell? Maxwell Byron would be Maxwell another. Byron Maxwell, yeah, yeah that, that was another one. I want to say Kiko, but, you know, he was uh, traded for. Yeah. Shikiko? Shikiko. God, it's been so long since I've had anything. <laughs> it's a, it's a lot easier about. to remember the good players, the yeah, bad ones. Yeah, especially now that we're Super Bowl champions. Yeah. But let, let's let's put the two corners, Maxwell and Namdi Asamoa, up there first and foremost. Who's the, who's the guy that... Um, was covering Joe Jervicious, the safety. Uh, oh, um, from, you play with the Titans. Blair, was it Blair or something? Uh, Blake. Blake. What the hell was his name? Who gives a shit? Yeah. Next question. <laughs> next question. <laughs> All right, so next question is from our good buddy Ryan Saunders. He says, How many touches will Sproles get on Thursday? Will we see any of Sproles on Thursday? I think like 10. I'd say four. Yeah? Yeah. You think he's going to be back returning kicks? I, I think he'll take it. They're, they're, yeah. Listen, the vet, the veterans, and and I've seen some articles written about this, where like the veterans, like Fletcher Cox, you know, they're, they're, and Michael Bennett, you know what you're going to get out of the, yeah. those guys. With Darren Sproles, 
you know, between all the running backs that they have to look at, including Corey Clement, you know, Jay Jai's got to get his touches. They got to get a kid from Notre Dame in there. They got to see what they. In essence, we are taking the first preseason game like the fourth preseason game in a lot of respects, okay? Yeah. So Darren Sproles might take back a couple kicks. He might get a couple touches. But really, you just want to – this is last year. He's a vital part to special teams. He's a vital part to the offense. Let's say five or six touches, takes back a couple kicks, and then you start to see what other people can do in that position. I have a quick hypothetical for you guys, a little Twitter question. Think about this. Is there a panic in the city – Hypothetically, if the Eagles were to go zero and four in the preseason, no, 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 no. I don't uh, think well, there yeah. should be. I'm just, I, I'm just saying. Do you think people overreact and, yeah. and, and and blow that out of proportion? I think our cup is full right now. Yeah, and I think you, uh, you know the, the Philly Philly fans of past have overreacted. You know, I got to touch on this article after the Twitter questions, the Philly.com article that came out today. Oh, I, I got to just touch on it briefly because it kind of talks about that. But I think the Philly panic of the of the past. Like that's in the past now. Yeah. At least for this season. We're more grounded. It's yeah, the, it's the new. going to argue. It's over. the new norm. It's a new Eagles fan norm. Absolutely. Go ahead. Uh, uh, I, I want to. I actually want to add on that. Yeah. I mean, we could be more concerned if we were like the Dallas Cowboys and your quarterback Dak Prescott hasn't thrown a touchdown in all of training camp. Yeah. Did you see that tweet where there was a picture of the Dallas Cowboys secondary and people are going to be shaking in their boots when they see this secondary? Okay, guys. What, dude. Cowboys fans, just stop. Did you see that Dak mural? Yeah, dude. You saw that? Dude, what <laughs> Yo. So totally sunk in place. Yeah. The, the Dallas, uh, prepare to be a dumpster fire this season because if your training camp has been any indication of what your season's going to go like, uh, buckle up, guys, and uh, wear that flame retardant material because you are going to be an absolute dumpster fire. All right, so we've got another question from Stephen Kinsey. He says, out of all the prospects we drafted this year, who do you think will make the 53-man roster besides Goddard? I think most of them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, you got Matt Pryor, Avante Maddox. Matt Pryor's been playing well. Or I mean, Avante Maddox well. could go down with a uh, you know, mystery injury. Uh, Josh went, went, Sweat went down. Uh, they probably keep him for the same reason that they kept Pumphrey last year. Yeah, uh, but you have to talk him into that. You know, because sometimes they'll talk guys into like take this uh, redshirt year. You yeah, know? because it was such a small draft class, and they've invested a lot into the limited amount of guys that they obtained from the NFL draft this year. You're going to see those maneuvers like you did last year, where Donnell Pumphrey comes down with a mysterious injury and gets put on injured reserve. Yeah, yep. just to clear up a practice, you know, practice squad spot. You're going to see like a guy like Jordan uh, Mylata. Mylata. Um, Maybe hit the practice squad. You know, maybe he gets one of those, you know, Fugazi. You you think another team tries to kick the tires on him if he hits the practice squad? Maybe, maybe not. He is such a project. So raw. He is so raw that he is going to take two to three years to even develop into a 53-man roster player. It'll be interesting to watch him in these preseason games. Yes, it will be. Imagine being the quarterback and like... Poor Joe Callahan. I have never played uh, left tackle in my life. Okay. Was that an feel, Australian accent? I feel safe. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me sing you a tune while I get beat by this defensive end and you end up on uh, on your back. You want some shit on the barbie? Oh, that's kind of British. I'm that's my kind of fucking <laughs> back door. <laughs> <What up? laughs> What's we some got, kangaroo? We got some uh, some more questions? Yeah, we got one more from uh, Curtis Ledger. He says, talk about... So there was a lot of talk about Khalil Mack being traded. What are you guys thoughts about that? No. I think we've got a pretty stacked team as it is, so I don't think he would be anywhere around here. But, 
First of all, first of all, that's just off-season jibber jabber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. There's I don't... going to come a point in time where Cleo Mack, you know, reports. Uh, you see this every time, every training camp, every preseason that there's a star player that holds out uh, for you know for a new contract Trying and then paid. ends up you know kind of reconciling with the team and, and, and going back. The uh, Khalil Mack would cost you, and I tweeted this out, would cost you your second-round pick that you obtained from the Baltimore Ravens this year. It would cost you your first-round pick next year. It would cost you a golden egg from the Goose of Legend. It would cost you... More, uh, you know, a lifetime supply of cheesesteaks. Yeah, it, he's it, top it, tier. Not, not to mention the money, and we just don't have the money. I mean, on the yeah, TV that and what there was a, also a tweet I saw earlier today. It was pretty interesting. A lot of people were agreeing to it. Would you trade BG and a second for a Mac? I wouldn't get it done. You would not get it done. No, I mean, a lot. That, I was seeing a that, lot of people on Twitter agreeing to that. That wouldn't get shocked. it done. No, that wouldn't get it done. That wouldn't get it done. I agree. We need a first and a second, and probably. Another player, or uh, you know, another another pick to be named. You know, I mean, it, it, the price tag on it would be so hefty. And while I sit here and pound the table about nothing about the re- nothing above the repeat, this roster is going to be fine. Yeah, I agree. They're, 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 they're going to be just fine. Do we got any more? That's it. That's it. All right, that's it for the Facebook Live questions. Going to Facebook Live today, real quick before we wrap up the show. Philly.com uh, put out an article. By Jason Narkin, and this is in no way, shape, or form, you know, bashing a beat writer or any sort of writer because that's not. Look at this dude. <laughs> Easy. We're not. We're not that kind of show where we talk about, you know, or or, or kind of talk crap on other writers or people in the industry. But he did put out an article that the Eagles, uh, the Eagles Super Bowl makes me miss the losing by Jason Nark. and allow me just to politely, you know. Uh, say false. <laughs> say, say completely false. I would like to think that here at the 4th and John show, we got our finger on the pulse of the Eagles fan base, quite frankly, because we're there. We're at the tailgates. We're at the Eagles games. We're at the preseason games. We're at the open practices. We drove all the way out to Canton to see those Eagles fans. And trust me when I say, after seeing Canton flooded with Eagles green and seeing the way 40,000 people acted a fool inside a Lincoln Financial Field because they got their first glimpse of their Super Bowl champions. Believe me, the Eagles fans have not lost their edge. We do not miss the losing. In fact, the edge is becoming even sharper because while they used to be an angry bunch, now let's let's say a less a little bit less angry. Boy, there's a swag in this fan base mm. that, I am just, that I am just injecting into my veins. Because, they, like, they're Super Bowl champions. They're letting everybody know it. And I can't wait. You thought we were taking over stadiums last year? You thought we were taking over stadiums last year? 40000 to a practice. To a practice. <laughs> Believe me when I say that nobody is looking at the Eagles coming to town and being happy about it, whether it be the football team or the organization, because they're going to have to figure out creative ways, a, a la the Los Angeles Rams when we went out there, handing out rally towels, white rally towels, much like the terrible towel optical illusion to make it look like there wasn't any Eagles fans there. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, baby. Oh, no, baby. We are, we are absolutely taking over. Local businesses, municipalities, they're not looking forward to Eagles coming to town. They're going to be boarding up no. the walls, signs, no yes. Eagles fans allowed. Stop pissing behind our building. Stop drinking all of our beer. Yeah. Stop hitting on all our women. Please just go. <laughs> Would you shut up already with the Eagles chant? Six, <laughs> six foot bat in Gotham City. Where do you get a load of this? Absolutely, absolutely. 
once again, we appreciate everybody that uh, said hello to us uh, at Canton. Shout out to Kyler Gammon. Shout out to Kyler Gammon. It is his birthday. 16th birthday shout out. Did you see Jalen Mills was FaceTiming him? I mean, this this guy's a rock star over here. Getting shout outs by Jalen Mills and Jaylen Fourth Mills and John. making birthday dreams come true. Shout out to the Green Legion who had us out there in Canton. We look forward to partying with them many more times this season. And as always, let's bring it home loud and proud. Canton style, let him hear you out in Ohio. E-N-G-L-E-S, Eagles! Eagles football? We're talking Eagles football. You're listening to Fourth and John. Wait, what the f is a John anyway? Let's talk about these Eagles fans. This is Trucks in the bushes. I put a few in my fucking bag, though. And my fuse is lit! Hallelujah! I'm gonna get real weird with it. Go Bears! Go Bears! Uh, let's regroup here. Let's regroup. Um, <laughs> Look at this dude. Fuck it. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.